25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo! What's up? Here I am, back for hour number two. Glad you're back as well. It doesn't really matter if I'm back for hour number two if you're not back. You're the one that matters. So thanks for coming back for hour number two. Here in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. In all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi, we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. It's a great Mississippi company. Hey, and speaking of, speaking of, how'd you sleep last night? Think about it. You sleep well? Do you get up in the morning and you're a little stiff and you just, your back's hurting and you think, ah, man, you know, we need a new mattress, but. You haven't bitten yet. You hadn't decided where to get it from. Can I make a suggestion? Because I got a deal for you. If you haven't checked it out already, listen closely. The name of this company, it is a Mississippi company. The name of the company is Nest and Wild. Spell it just like it sounds. Nest and Wild. Nestandwild.com. They are making 100% American-made mattresses, top quality. Every mattress they make is 12 inches thick, not 8 inches, 10 inches, like a lot of the ones you're sleeping on now that you get from other places. Everyone from twin size right up to the king, 12 inches thick. They're all made in America. Great pricing. Every mattress that is sold, a portion of the proceeds goes to a foundation that is raising money towards cancer research. It's the Jason Mott Fight Against Cancer Foundation. And when you get a mattress, they deliver it to your house, to your doorstep, and you can sleep on it for 99 nights and then make a decision. Risk-free. So here it is. Go to nestandwild.com. Use this code for a 20% discount. Use this code BULLY20. That's B-U-L-L-Y-2-0. You get 20% off all mattress sizes and bases. And with that code, you will also get a free pillow top mattress cover with it. And your mattress is going to be on your door within three to five days. That is nestandwild.com. So welcome in. Uh, Coming up here, we've got a chance to catch up with a little bit later here in a few minutes. Catch up with um, uh, Mike Bianco, head baseball coach. At Ole Miss, there is a schedule change. I told you earlier in the show, I was unsure, and I checked their website. There is a schedule change there. They have canceled their game, midweek game, which was scheduled for today with Arkansas State. 
Mississippi State did the same thing with their game with Samford, just too much rain and threat of it coming in and no sense in making those teams drive in there and sit knowing it's probably going to we're going to get a soaker. So um, that's the situation there. So we're going to look back at Ole Miss's big weekend series win over uh, Louisville. So that's coming up. First, though, uh, let me point you to ways that you can be a part of the show. You know most, but I'm going to remind you. You can tweet me at Radio Wyatt. Hello to everybody watching on the Facebook live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt, and to everyone who watched the first hour. Hey to y'all. Feel free to text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number. 885-ESPN. If you need the number instead, it's just 885-3776. And your text will get to me and to Roger, and it just might be read on the air. And then also call me. I'd love to hear your voice today. I had a bunch of phone calls in the first hour. I'm sure we'll have some here. Uh, on the Divini Equipment phone line. Divini Equipment in Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. They've got all the spring stock out and the mowers, which you know it ain't going to be long, and including some, some 2019 Toro mowers that are huge discounts because they're you know last year's model, but they're still brand new. You can get a huge discount on it. And they also have... Deals like the Mow Now, Pay Later program where you you qualify, you get the mower, you buy it, you take it, you use it, and you don't make a payment for five months. It's a really cool deal at Divini. So the Divini phone number is 995-1059, and you'll talk to me. 601, number 995-1059, just like Joey has done right here. And then Roger's going to help us get Mike Bianco on the phone. Hey, Joey, what's up? Hey, man. Man, I tell you what, there's just not anything better than country pleasing sausage. Right until, do you realize who you said was texting on the country meat pleasing text line? Let's see, the country pleasing text line. Who did I say? I said doggone. Hogjaw. Hogjaw is texting. Say that again, Matt. Well, I said hogjaw. Oh, Dow. Either way, think about how funny that is. Oh, Dow is on the country. He's in Texas. I tell you what, Matt, I I went out there one time a few years back when it was a much smaller operation, probably before they even got in Walmart. And I think Henry Cooper was, and and I'm sure you can still talk to him. That's just kind of guy he is. But but anyway, um, they walked me around and showed me the process. And I would, I've been in the back of a lot of restaurants, other places, um, work, work I've done. I've never done any work there, but I've been in the back. And I tell you what, I'd eat off the floor. <laughs> that is, the, that is the cleanest operation. And I tell you something else, I, I know, and, and our buddy JT can tell you about it because he did a lot of stuff with him back then, but he can tell you. He's very involved in giving to the community. Mm-hmm. And while that man was personally battling cancer, mm-hmm. he never gave up any of his efforts and stuff he does. Yeah. So when you go in the store, you should just be proud. There, There's a reason his sausage is 50 cents higher than everybody else's because it's 10 times better. Mm. 
I'm telling you, Joey, I agree with you. It's the best stuff we've ever had. I'm, and I'm really, really tickled to tell people. Because it's one of those things, Joey, like if I tell you to go get it, I don't want to sit here and then wonder if you're going to like it, and I don't wonder with them, no doubt. Hey, Joey, hey, I got Hey, Joey, I got a split, man. I appreciate okay. the call, okay? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate all those kind words for Mr. Henry Cooper and the folks at Country Pleasing. Uh, great Mississippi company on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Y'all look them up. Let's talk baseball, shall we? Yeah. So it was hooting and hollering and cheering and having a good old time in Oxford this past weekend because you, I mean, everybody was excited starting the season and got a big time opponent like the number one team in the country coming in there, but you only think they were hollering before the weekend started. You ought to have seen them on Sunday afternoon when they capped off a two out of three series win over the visiting Louisville Cardinals. Mike Bianco, the head coach of the Ole Miss baseball team, on your radio right now. Coach, tip of the cap to you, man. What a weekend. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a you know, good start for us. And, you know, you said it a lot in your intro. You know, they have the number one team in the country come in. Everybody's excited. But, you know, so much, of, you know, is unknown, you know, when you walk out there that first weekend, especially with as many new faces as we've had. And uh, just you know, just how the way, you know, our guys competed. You know, uh, one of the things we've said, over, you know, in our staff meetings after watching the games on tape a couple times and pitching performances and, and hitting. And, and although there were certainly some stars, you know, probably the, the thing that we're most proud of is, you know, we were far from perfect. I mean, we, you know, we, we got out hit, you know, uh, uh, you know, they struck out more than us. They, they gave up less hits than we did on the mound. You know, they made less errors than we did. Uh, but with a new bunch, our guys never really, you know, wavered. You know, when we fell behind after losing the opening night, you know, wherever it was in the weekend, our guys continued to compete. And, uh, and, you know, that, that we're only going to get better from this. So I will admit, coach, uh, yesterday when I was going through all of it, and uh, an announcing of the players of the week. And when I read it, I said out loud on the radio, I said, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Is it kale like the lettuce? And I said, I know kale's not lettuce, but you get the point. And, yeah. and, and they said, yes, okay, it definitely is kale. And so I guess it kind of hit me. Like I didn't know a ton about Kale Baker prior to this weekend, but boy, did he ever come on. Like just, yeah. I don't want to say out of nowhere, but for a lot of fans, we weren't, Talking much about him prior to the weekend. Well, and I think really because you know a lot of people talked about him, you know, back in the fall, uh, junior college transfer, won the triple crown in junior college last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he you know home runs, RBIs, batting average, but he had a really quiet fall, and which you know new guys can happen. It can happen mm-hmm. to not just you know the freshmen, but the junior college kids as well, and just really quiet. And I think he was you know you know uh, you know obviously disappointed, but he's been probably our hottest hitter since getting back in January and. And uh, just proud of him. Just a uh, kid. When you, when you see him and meet him, and I'm sure at some point you'll do an interview with him. Just an infectious personality. Just a lot of fun. Yeah. A um, couple of home runs. You know, hit a ball. It leave, it leaves a yard. And we focus on those kind of things um, because those are the highlights, no right? You know, and, and especially no two, two in one ball game with a kid like that. As a coach, is there? I mean, you want him to have confidence, but is there any like? encouragement hey, keep your feet on the ground 
just you know, it's just the first weekend sort of thing. <laughs> well, I think that's for the whole team, but not necessarily for him. I mean, I, I think for personally, and and that's one of the things that we we've talked about is be careful, you know, as coaches when you talk about humble, you know, um, you know, humble as far as you know, uh, you know how you treat your teammates, how you are off the field, but when you're doing your skill. Now, there's no humble about it. You better be confident. You better be ready to compete. It doesn't matter if you're a quarterback, right, Matt, mm-hmm. or if you're a ba- baseball player or a basketball player. You better have a little swagger and you better have a little confidence. And so I think, you know, sometimes you can hurt the players by, you know, throwing that straight jacket on them and saying, hey, you know, be careful it's the first weekend. Now, again, yeah, you don't want to, you know, as a team, yeah, I think that's a great message for our team after having a successful weekend. You know, we have to be ready tomorrow and, and realize that Alcorn State can beat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, you know, uh, the guys that were here last year remember losing to North Alabama and, and other mid-majors in the middle of the week. And so that's a baseball game. But when it, when it comes time to compete and your individual skill, no, I, I think the more confident, uh, the, the better you are. All right. Uh, Mike Bianco on your radio. I want to go back to that, that Saturday game and I, I'd like to know kind of from your eyes. And then as you've had a chance to evaluate it now with a couple of days since, the outing for Gunnar Hoagland, five and a third, strikes out seven. What did you think of him in those 80 pitches? No, I thought he was terrific. And then really his line should have been better, you know, with, you know, uh, you know, a couple, you know, earned runs that, you know, just some balls either we didn't make a play or just some bad fortune. But uh, just really proud of him. And, and really, after losing on Friday night, we needed that kind of effort mm-hmm. and, uh, and and really located his fastball. You know, really good fastball in the low 90s up to, I think, 93, averaged uh, about 91 miles an hour. And really, to a very good hitting Louisville team, he dominated the in- inner portion of the plate, which I think that to pitch well to them in a scouting court, you have to, and because uh, they do so well with the ball out over the plate and uh and yeah just what we needed you know a former first rounder uh, pirates took him a couple of years ago and he comes on to college and i think sometimes for some fans there's this uh perception coach that hey with a kid like that you kind of handle him with kid gloves and you're real careful and how have you handled him or, or needed to handle him, you know, as, as he went through things last year as a freshman and now you starting to see what he really can be and is capable of? How, how do you handle a guy like that? Well, you know, you hope that you're, you handle all the kids well. And I know that's not what you meant, yeah. but I think you're right of the expectations of everybody. You know, you want, you want to be careful with every arm. You, you know, you, it's not like anybody is, you know, dispensable and, hey, it doesn't matter if that guy gets hurt or anything like that. But there's a different, I think, uh, an emotional package when, you know, you got to be careful with a kid that was a first-rounder because there's a lot more expectations, a lot more put on his plate. You're talking about a guy that turned down, you know, close to $2 million to show up for school. And, and I think he would admit it, you know, that, you know, there's times when you don't have success. You go, man, should I? Should I have signed? Would that have been better? And yeah, you know, but that doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you're struggling here, what would you mean you'd rather be in pro ball? Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, sometimes you know their their struggles are are something that, and I think that's what you're getting at. That you know, maybe the normal you know pitcher that comes in a freshman you know, doesn't have, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I, and I think sometimes you got to delve into that that psyche a little bit. And I know he he struggled with that. I think at the beginning of the year when he didn't have instant success, but I'm proud of the year. You know, he he we won on Sunday. I think as as many as 
games last year's or days as, as any uh, uh, day of the week last year uh, that didn't come out right. But we won more Sundays, I think, than Saturdays or or, or Fridays. I think, if I'm not mistaken, mm. and uh, and at the end he was real consistent for us, and so uh, he was a guy that kind of went through the trenches and came out the other side. And you know, there's a lot of talk, and in our state right now, coach. It's so unique. We we go on, and I did yesterday, the fan support and the stadiums and what college baseball is like just throughout this state. You know, you had over you had over five thousand people at a game on Saturday in Hattiesburg. You had ten thousand people at both state no miss on Saturdays. So people love it. And you have two former first round draft picks, one yeah. playing for you, one at state. And so there's a lot of fans that are talking about that going, well, you know who should be on a pitch count? What about pitch counts? And why would why would you even limit a guy early in the year? And I just wanted to ask you: How do you decide? How does a you've been doing it for twenty years? How do you decide when a pitcher should be limited? When he shouldn't and doesn't have to worry about a workload? How do you make that decision? Well, you know, I think the easy answer is you know you take each case case you know separate by itself and. You know, try to look at all factors. Uh, but the truth is, generally, you know, our guys, we try to get them to their last inner squad to about 75 pitches, 70 okay. to 75 pitches. And they, they usually go up about 15 to 20 pitches a week. And so by opening day, we're hopeful that they can throw 90 pitches, you know, because we want to be able to get through the fifth inning. It doesn't always happen like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a, an injury or a setback where you don't get them to that point. But all our guys were to the point where opening weekend, we wanted to hold them right around 90. Now, that's not a, you know, a, a perfect number. It may be 92. It may be 80. I think 89 was what the, uh, is what the Casey got to, and, and both Diamond and, and uh, Gunner were under 90. And then after that, you know, I think you got to be careful of how much limitations. It's really at the success that they have. I mean, I remember Stephen Head, uh, man, he was this gutsy performer, but his stuff really dropped off about 75 pitches. But you got a guy like Drew Pomerantz, his 105th pitch was better than his first pitch. And so, you know, now again, you know, people have to also realize when you try to compare it to Major League Baseball, they're pitching on every fifth day, and our guy's pitching every seventh day. Yeah. So there's two more extra days, you know, in there. And another thing that people don't realize is, you know, in a regular season, our guys are pitching 14 times, the starters. And, you know, when you throw in some postseason in there, another maybe 16, 17, if you get to Omaha, 17 starts. In professional baseball, that's double. Yeah. And so you can't really compare them to a professional baseball player because their work- workload's going to be less and, and, and not as much. And so there can be times where you can stretch them a little bit. But I think every guy's a little different. Doug showed last year that he can get into the 120s. Uh, but I've also had guys that, you know, Ryan Rollison was like right at 100. When he got to 100, you know, he, was, he wasn't the same guy. Somewhere about 100, 105, he was about done. Yeah. Uh, last thing, Coach. Um do you teach guys like Dunhurst to throw people out from their knees? Like, don't even get up. Just from your knees, just throw to second base. Is that is that the technique? Is that what we do? 
<laughs> no, no, we don't, we don't teach that. But I'll tell you, he did it in the inter-squad games. And, hey, when they do it really well, yeah. he, as a coach, you learn to just shut up. You know, <laughs> you know, if they don't do it well and, you know, you just think it's their showboat, and then you can say, hey, listen, that's that's really not going to work here. Uh, but but he does it as well as anybody I've ever seen, and that's that's the truth. And Cooper Johnson included in that package. And and uh, so we just have never said anything about it. Aaron Fitt, uh, D1 Baseball, was here. He saw him throw in the fall like that, and he asked the same question. Hey, I, I just shut up and let him throw because he's really good. And, uh, you know, of course, he threw out two guys this weekend, you know, from his knees. Yeah, including the one to seal it, big celebration, and uh, kind of send us off into the second week of the year with a lot of momentum. Coach, I uh, really do appreciate it here. So, so no game today because of weather, right? Right, it's it's raining right now. We got the tarp on the field, and you know there's a pretty good chance of rain. You know the rest of the evening into ten o'clock. So there was a game uh, date that we both had available April twenty eighth. So we're pushing it to then and leaving the tarp on until tomorrow morning, and where we got Alcorn State here tomorrow at four o'clock. Okay, good stuff, Mike. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. Always, Matt. Thank you, buddy. Yep. See thank you. you. See you later. That's Mike Bianco, head baseball coach, Ole Miss. So. Uh, Arkansas State is off the schedule for today. No game, 4 o'clock. Um, then um, 4 o'clock tomorrow, Wednesday, is the scheduled game with Alcorn State uh, there uh, in Oxford. And, yeah, so you look, it was the, the loss on Friday night, but then two one, I'm sorry, a two-run win on Saturday, then a one-run win on Sunday to take the series. And what Mike pointed out is, you could look at some things and go, well, Louisville out hit us. And, you know, they struck more guys out than we did. And, and certain things like that. Ole Miss just found a way to win. And it's kid Kale Baker, first baseman. He's going to be a fan favorite because he's chunky. You know, he's he's not the, you know, he, he's kind of the Sykes-Orvis kind of guy, except I think he hits from the right side. And, uh, and you know, you have you have Ole Miss there with a former first round draft pick two years ago, and Gunnar Hoagland pitching on Saturdays. You got Mississippi State with a JT Ginn, former first rounder pitching on Fridays. I'm telling you, it's big time around here, man. It really is. All right, phone calls, texts coming up next. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. You can be a part of the show. Hit me up on the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. In fact, they are the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America, been doing it better, longer than anyone else. The number to call, 995-1059. If you're watching on Twitter or on Facebook, there it is right there. See it right there or right over my shoulder, 601, area code 995-1059. Text me on the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage. A great Mississippi product made right here. You can find it on grocery store shelves throughout the southeastern United States. Country-pleasing text line is 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. Type it out. 
hit send. It just might be read on the air. Open up your arms and then smash them together. Wham! I'm not a Gator fan, but I'm certainly not a Gator hater. Therefore, Gator Greg calls my show. Hey, Gator Greg, what's up, man? Hey, and Mr. Wyatt, uh, I'm a fan of you. You one of the few. Uh, you, you, I'm a I'm a Bulldog fan of yours and, and Chris Jones. <laughs> Maybe we'll work on try to get Chris Jones on the on the show since he won the Super Bowl. We'd like to probably hear from him. I but, would uh, love it. I was going to ask you, Mr. Wyatt. Well, well, we'll see what we can do. We got some friends up there that know him up there in Kansas City. We'll see if we can hook you and Roger up. Uh, how, how much did Ole Miss move up in the polls after taking that series from Louisville? I looked at the D1 baseball poll yesterday, Greg, and in that particular one, I think it was the last one to come out yesterday, but in that one they had moved up maybe like 17, somewhere in there. Okay. I'm going to look that's it up pretty here good for start. you. I, I, looked, make I sure. looked on the schedule. I'll say this. Uh, a little like the Gators caught a break this year. We don't get to see you, you big bad Bulldogs. What are they, top five team? They look pretty good this weekend, and uh, they don't play LSU. I, I see LSU drop one to Indiana, but, you know, Indiana is where, where Coach Lamonis came from, so they got a good baseball program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was going to ask you, Mr. Wyatt, uh, uh, and maybe you had you, uh, one of Coach Bianco's teammates on there, the great Ben McDonald. Yeah. I think Ben McDonald's kind of like the Todd Blackledge of baseball. I think he's actually better than uh, that Peterson guy uh, because you can listen to all the fan bases even though he's the LSU guy, he calls it, you know, straight. He's not a homer, mm-hmm. and I respect that. And I wanted to give you compliments, Mr. White. You did a pretty good job on the little broadcast. You, you come along in baseball. Uh, <laughs> that might actually be your best sport, better than football. Uh, you know, you may not want to hear that, but I think you do. That might be better than football. But we'll see. I'm just picking at you, Mr. White. But uh, also, a uh, big game uh, tomorrow night for you Bulldogs, a big basketball game tonight with Kentucky and LSU. If LSU can beat Kentucky, that would draw everybody closer. I think Mississippi State had a big win. I don't know if you mentioned that with that tip in oh, this yeah. weekend and, mm-hmm. and Florida's right there. So maybe maybe they can make a run at this uh at this uh, NCAA tournament. I just want to get your thoughts on that. I think you Bulldogs maybe uh, after the win or the loss at Ole Miss, maybe they, they did some soul searching and, and uh you know maybe like the Gators if we can get some teams with three and four or five losses. Some of us can make the NCAA tournament. But uh, looking forward to college baseball, Mr. White. You know, I'm a closet baseball fan. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, I'm glad the Gators are not to deal with Mississippi State and LSU and, and get Ole Miss kind of later in the year. So maybe, you know, maybe they can have one bad series when we play them because we've got a garbage team in Gainesville. We'll see you, Mr. White. Roger is the best of all time. We love some Roger. The we'll GOAT. He's the GOAT. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate the call. Greg. Oh, very positive. Well, in the, but except about his own team. He always does a little emotional hedging. A little poor mouthing. That's right. He does a little poor mouthing. A little sandbagging. That's right. Every year about the Gators. Um, yeah, they moved Ole Miss up to 17. I'm talking about baseball. State, you know, uh, look good. Oregon State coming in there, a much better opponent this weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I hope weather cooperates. I think it's going to be maybe cool again on Friday. But uh, right now, you know, it's three-game series set for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we'll see what happens. Uh, there was, I don't think there was any other midweek game scheduled for state baseball. So with today's cancellation at Sanford, their next game will be Friday. And that means we're kind of in basketball mode. And that's right, a huge game tomorrow night. State's hosting South Carolina. When they beat Arkansas with a tip in on Saturday, just, you know, with 0.6 seconds left and they win the game by one point, 
that win on the road moved them up into Joe Lenardi's first four out of the NCAA tournament. So obviously the, the work they have left to do, you can see their backs are squarely against the wall. And what I think is it's the best case scenario for this team. With this this team and this the makeup of this team, and you don't have these senior leaders that are going to just drag you to victory every week, I think with State's team, if they had any chance of getting in the tournament and making a run in the NCAA tournament, it's going to require a, a different level of guts and toughness than what they have shown to this point. And a win like that at Arkansas the other day maybe is the first step in learning to have that every night when you go out there, where now the rest of the season, every game they feel like they are playing to get into the NCAA tournament every single game. And and dealing with that pressure and playing with it on your shoulders every night could be the thing that if, if they can just get in, it could benefit them. And you see that a lot. You see that a lot. The teams that have to learn for two, three weeks remainder of a season to just every game is must win, and they claw their way into the NCAA tournament at some lower seed, and then they go on a little run. I think that might serve this uh, Mississippi State team the best anyway. Divinity Equipment phone line, Lynn, hanging on. What's up, Lynn? Hey, Matt. How you doing today? Great. What's up? Oh, not much. I slept through you yesterday on Reaction Monday. I had to listen to it on the road last night. I called you yesterday. Don't. Uh, yeah, it's all right. What is uh this? What is this James kid at third base? He's, he's if he keeps hitting like you, and I know it's just one game or one weekend. But if that kid's got that kind of glove and he bats like that, I know we're thinking about platooning third base. But another weekend like that, that might be on the shelf, might not it? Okay, you're talking about um, Cameron James. Yeah. Yeah. No I doubt. Mean, he I showed mean, out. yeah. I I, I think. You say another weekend like that. Let's just put it this way. Let's just go like some hypothetical situation, right? So Cameron James, freshman starter at third base, and he and he had five hits, which was the most of anybody on the team. Rowdy Jordan also had five, but with his five hits, Cameron James had more RBIs. And I think the other guy who had five hits on the weekend was uh, Jordan Westberg. But Westberg had more at bats. So in terms of batting average, the combination of average and driving in runs and extra basers, Cameron James led you last weekend as a freshman. So if he's continues to be solid over there at third base, which they feel like he's going to be, and the ability to hit the ball hard like he did to all fields, he had one that he pulled to left field and it almost almost hit it out of the yard. It hit the wall like a foot from going out for a home run. And then, you know, on the Sunday game, he had the big hit to opposite field. He had a uh, a gapper opposite field, went with a pitch on two strikes. He was just really mature. He played, he didn't play, he didn't swing like a freshman. He, he didn't, you know, have any issues in the field like a freshman. I mean, the guy looks like a big, tall veteran third baseman. And the thing is, like, you look at him, Lynn, and his body isn't even really filled out yet. <laughs> you know, no, he's not. And so I will tell you this too, Lynn, after the weekend, after all of that, and you know, we're all gushing about Christian McLeod and Jay Powell, the Oh, he was a stud. Jay Powell, the former major leaguer who won game seven of the World Series in nineteen ninety seven for the Marlins, and he's a coach now. 
He tweeted that the number one guy who stood out to him all weekend was Cameron James at third base. So he's thinking like you are. Lynn, I appreciate the phone call, man. I, I thought so. Yeah. Yep. Have a good one. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, he's he stood out. And with a, with someone who's a newcomer, you don't, I guess, heap a whole lot of praise just yet. You want to see it over the long haul. But uh, we know this. Uh, he does not look like a freshman at all. All right, a little ways to go. We'll wrap it up next here in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. I'm Matt. Roger's here as well. And you appreciate you tuning in. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Hey to the folks on Facebook watching the stream over there. Ken commented on the Facebook live stream, Roger. And you know what he said? What's that? Hey, Matt, just wondering how you have helmet hair and you hadn't played ball in 25 years. (laughs) I don't know. Do I have helmet hair? I don't have enough hair to have helmet hair. Look, as short... Always wearing a hat hair. As short and as few as my hair is, I mean, how would you know? Yeah, I mean, I have been wearing a hat today. Um, When you get like me, Ken, you just learn not to care. One way or the other, who cares? What difference does it make? (laughs) I don't care about that. I got other things to think about, not hair. Hair is just too much trouble. At this point, now, if I had a beautiful full head of hair, I'm sure I'd be very proud of it. I'd go get haircuts and all that. But, you know, the end justifies the means here. Okay, Roger, I have something that will interest you, and I know that very few things on today's show have. (laughs) How do you pick that up? Well, I'm just saying. The only thing is I'm super disappointed. baseball talk is a little dry. I'm sorry that I didn't go get this the theme song music to this TV show because it's great. And this goes way back. We have a big portion of our audience who are very young, who've never even heard of this. They've probably never watched an episode of this show, which is crazy. Here's the nugget, okay? On this day, February the 18th, 1953, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz signed a contract worth million to continue the I Love Lucy TV show for another two seasons through 1955. That's it. That's it. That's the uh, I Love Lucy theme song. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Lucy! (laughs) I'm old! Look, Love that show, always have. My mother-in-law will sit there and watch I Love Lucy all day and just cackle out loud laughing at it. My wife, the homecoming queen, if I Love Lucy's on TV anywhere, she'll turn it on because it reminds her of watching it at home with her mother. I love the shows. Iconic. One of the biggest. one of the first power couples to get into producing as well. That's right. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Many years ago, I say many, 
15 years ago, Roger, I went to, for a golf tournament, I went to Jamestown, New York. You got to fly into Buffalo and like go north. Now figure that out. And you're not in Canada. <laughs> you're very close to Niagara Falls. Right outside of um, Jamestown, New York, is another community there called Chautauqua. And there's a Chautauqua Lake. It's absolutely gorgeous. The entire golf course was uh, Poana grass. But anyway, and they have a Lucille Ball Museum because Jamestown, New York is her hometown. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Here's what I was going to bring up, Roger. Listen to this. $8 million, a contract they signed for in 1953. You want to hear the inflation rate on that? I can't wait. So the inflation rate, $8 million. Doggone, what happened to my inflation calculator here? Inflation calculator. $8 million. <laughs> I promise I'll bring it up. Everybody just leave me alone. $8 million in 1953. How many zeros is that? One, two, three, one, two, three. Now would be 77528359 dollars. $77.5 million. Imagine somebody signing a contract right now for $77.5 million. That's what it would equal. The $8 million contract they got in 1953. Uh, for two more hey, that's years. That's about what Tom Brady's going to get next year. That's right. It's not even, it's, that's not even the total amount of money that Dak Prescott's asking for. <laughs> Dak wants $40 million in one season. Per season we're talking about here. <laughs> Jerry said Brady's cheaper. Every, well, yeah. Everything is uh, everything is inflated. Uh, real quick here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. Two things. First of all, on Twitter, Steve said, Matt, you're killing me with these Country Pleasing pictures and tweets. I'm in need of a care package to North Alabama. Steve, send me your address. I'll have it on your doorstep. Grumpy on the country please in Texas. Matt, Coach Bianco is the dean of SEC coaches. What a class act. Ole Miss should keep him as long as he wants to stay. That's from Grumpy. Jason says, I don't see Mississippi State getting into the NCAA tournament. He says, I think Ole Miss is going to smoke us again. They almost upset Kentucky this past weekend. Um, Bulldog Blitz on the country please in Texas says, y'all want to comment on this lovely news? It's bad in the capital city. Maggie Wade tweeted, Overnight, I saw it this morning when I got up. She tweeted, shots were fired tonight at two members of the WLBT team while they were in a neighborhood covering the flood. There's no excuse for this dangerous and foolish behavior. Thank God they were not injured. And that's what we can do right now is just thank the Lord that those people were not injured. Well, they, they probably weren't shooting at them. Yeah. Generally, when there's gunfire, somebody they hit somebody Yeah, in Jackson. Yeah. Chicken Hawk says on the country pleasing text, if we had hair like Jake, we'd be pretty boys like Jake. Listen, Jake is not a pretty boy. He does not, he has not earned or does little, he deserve that moniker? Little Fred Flintstone self. I mean, Jake is not a pretty boy. He has a full head of hair like Eddie Munster, you know, the little widow's peak that grows down in the front of his head there. And he can spike it up and everything because it's a thick head of hair. Just because he has a thick head of hair doesn't make him a pretty boy. He'd be a pretty boy if he was. You know, walking around in skinny jeans and stuff like that. He's not. Jake's God is good. God is fair. God is good. God is fair. 
To some, he gives brains. To others, hair. And one guy said, I'm not bald. I'm just taller than my hair is. Let's go to DJ on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Hey, DJ. So I do have a football topic, but uh, I never thought I'd be calling into your show talking about the, the Lucy show. But, you know, she actually had three shows. She had the I Love Lucy show, the Lucy show, and then the Lucille Ball show. <laughs> really? Because, you know, her, yeah, spun off into two more shows. Uh, my football, I kind of have a question for you. Uh, have you uh, kept up at all with what's happened at Ohio State in the last week and a half? No. What happened? Well, we had two defensive backs accused of sexual assault. Okay, I did see that headline, yeah. The details won't get into. uh, You need to read it. It's pretty bad. But uh, question, I have a question coming, but Ryan Day told the players they were dismissed from the team if the charges were dropped or if they were acquitted, they would not be welcome back to Ohio State. And that's refreshing because, Matt, we live in a day and age where coaches like Jimbo, when Jameis Winston threw the girl in the back alley. Whether he raped her or he didn't rape her, you don't throw a girl in the back alley. He's like, well, we'll wait and see what the court says. My question to you, if Urban was still at Ohio State, do you think he'd have done the same thing? I do not. Um, Would he have done the same thing? Well, I mean, heck, man. I mean, all we can do is go by some of the past behavior and and past examples, and I'd probably go along with you. I'd probably go along with you and say that if he were there, they wouldn't have done the same thing. Not to this point, anyway. Um, well, and here, and I'll say this, I hang up. We got two guys, uh, two quarterbacks that's going to be the first or second rounders. Our, our safety's going to be uh, second or third rounder. Now, Sean Wade, the guy that got thrown out for targeting, decided to come back. But the defensive back room is a weak area. And the thing is, it didn't affect Ryan Day one bit. And the thing is, that's what I want to see in college football. And, and Matt, I know when you played, you know, you were a guy of character. You know, I, I mean, you know, I remember you playing at Mississippi State. I'm a state graduate. You know, I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm a state graduate and still pull for state. And the thing is, I really believe if guys like you filled the locker rooms across America, we would not miss one ticket sale. Hmm. I, I'd love to get rid of thugs. I really would and just play with good kids. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, I'll hang up and I'll listen. Appreciate the call, DJ. Thank you very much. Always good to hear from you on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Text message on the Country Pleasing text line from Chris in Macon. He says, leave Matt alone, a.k.a. Young Feinbaum. He's only talking about my hair. That doesn't bother me. I'm to the point now it doesn't bother me. I like jokes about being bald. It's just, it's like a, what happens to a man when you just stop caring about stuff like that? It's like I remember the comedian Bruce Bruce said, everybody's always trying to pick on me and make me mad by calling me fat. He said, you're not calling me, calling me fat to make me mad at all. He said, now you want to make me mad, tell me church's chicken's going out of business. (laughs) And then I'll be mad. Uh, in case you missed it earlier, this was the uh, on this day, February the eighteenth, nineteen ninety-eight, is when the great Harry Carey passed away. We lost Harry Carey on this day in nineteen ninety-eight. Do yourself a favor and go into that YouTube rabbit hole and watch some old Harry Carey videos. He was definitely one of a kind. Definitely one of a kind. 
Fun show today. I enjoyed it. Hope you did too. We'll do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place. In the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. See you then. See you.